Golight presents Opinions Matter with Jeremy Dixon. Hi, my name is Rona Cullinan and I'm a special needs mom to three amazing children. We've been using CBD oil for the last couple of years and it has completely transformed our lives and I cannot recommend it enough. A very big thank you to Greenheart CBD who are the leading uh, Irish licensed sustainable producer of CBD oil products. And don't forget, you can check them out at greenheartcbd.ie. If you're in the market for CBD oil or CBD oil uh, products, why not check them out at greenheartcbd.ie. And a big thank you to them for sponsoring the Opinions Matter podcast. And don't forget, if you are buying CBD oil products online, uh, why don't you put in the promo code PODCAST2022 when ordering and you will get a 20% discount on uh, all items that you are buying. So just put in PODCAST2022. On today's Opinions Matter podcast, it seems that every day there's a different story in the news about antisocial uh, behaviour and youth violence uh, in Ireland and in particular around Dublin. God, we're always hearing stories about it. Only last night, um, a teenager was rushed to hospital in a serious condition after being stabbed in Dublin city centre along the quays there. Last Friday on the show, we heard uh, about a cyclist being attacked in Crumlin uh, when she cycles along the canal. And in fact, we heard from one of the little tow rags that uh, throws uh, bottles at her. So there's a huge, huge problem with anti-social behaviour in Dublin at the moment, and it only seems to be getting worse. So, on this edition of Opinions Matter, we want to have an open, frank discussion about why it's getting worse, and more importantly, how we can tackle it, because it is getting out of hand, isn't it? Really oh is. my God, it's so bad. Like, the amount of people on Facebook who are saying that they're even afraid to go into Dublin City yeah. because of these gangs, it's absolutely terrifying, and... Um, we received a video on our Facebook page privately during the, over the weekend and as you said to me, we couldn't share it because it was with the guards. But that video, oh my God, a young fella being kicked yeah. by a, a group of what, about eight lads? I think, oh. you see, is it is it down to the areas? Is that what it comes down to? I think there is a little bit of that. And Let's a lot be of pe- honest. Let's not lie here and yeah. say that. A lot of people know. don't want to hear that yes. and they don't want to hear... You know, but the fact of the matter is... There are some areas that are... Is most videos... We get videos every single week of uh, violence in Dublin uh, and people being beaten up. And Mm. 90%, 99%, sorry, of those videos... Are in the same areas. Are in the same areas. And I'm not going to name the areas. We all know what the areas are. But I've yet to see... I've yet to see a video of... A group of teenagers beating the head off another group of teenagers in Fox Rock or Castle Knock. I know. I do think it has a lot to do with the area and the parents as well. I fully blame the parents too. Oh, for Not, bringing, well, bringing up little shits. If, if the kids are constantly doing it, like, I mean, we're all teenagers once. Okay, we didn't go out beating up people and we're all like, we all had our moments. But if it's a case that people are being terrorized, intimidated, scared, assaulted, abused, then the parents have to look at themselves because you are responsible for how you have brought up your child. Well, the problem is a lot of these kids aren't brought up, they're dragged up. Yes. They're, they're, I mean, I, monkey was t- see, monkey I was telling Adrian a couple of weeks ago about a, a group of little young fellas that hang around outside a coffee shop near my house, 10, 11, 12 years mm. of age, smoking cannabis like at that age. We were talking about that yeah. as well. And spitting at the security guards, telling, oh. them, telling them to fuck off. These are no, 12, they've no respect. These are 12 year olds. I was terrified. Yeah. Uh, and then when the guards arrive, they just look, eh, fuck you, guard, as well. They, they've like, no fear of the guards they've anymore. They've no fear. And I, I agree with you. That has to be down to the parents. Um, and the fact is, the parents were probably scumbags. And let's be them. honest here. Let's not be all, you know, politically correct. There are some areas where you would feel nervous going into, walking around, even during the day. Okay, and again, we don't want to um, 
just well, this isn't about bashing an area, but we have to address the fact that this is more prominent in certain areas. Okay, well then let me ask you the question. I'll ask our listeners the question. I'll just pick an area because one of the videos we got the other week was from Ballymun. So why does antisocial behaviour happen in Ballymun more than it happens in Castleknock? Can okay. someone please answer this question to the best of your knowledge? Okay, that's a simple question. Can anybody answer that? Because... I have my theories. I think everybody has their theories. But let's hear what other people have to say first. Well, as Jessica says on Facebook, I'm from Finglas South, which is, which is considered rough, and I don't go around kicking and being a violent thug. See, that's it's all the about thing. parenting yeah. or no, lack of. Yeah, yeah. That, goes, that goes without saying, saying, Jessica. Um, that's how you're raised. There's plenty, there's nice people in every, even the roughest part. If you go to, you know, a slum, uh, a ghetto in Los Angeles, there'll be nice families living there. But the majority of them will be walking around with guns as well. No, so, at the same time, you know, we're, we're bashing, we're not bashing any particular areas, but we're, you know, we're talking about certain areas. Like, don't forget, the posh boys are the boys going around with the, the, these posh boys from the Dublin South, the expensive places there, and the girls going around with bags of coke and, at the weekends. And, you know, they're, they're, I'd say they're up to just as much bad as people from the... It's probably a different kind of bad though, isn't it? Anyway, let's go to Sandra first. Sandra, how are you? Sorry for holding you for so long. How are things? Now, how are things? Great, 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 great. Right, what do you want to say about this? I think it's just scandalous the way things are going on. The Gardaí and Navin have been hurt at three. And um, uh, see that now this morning again, you know what I mean? That that uh, policeman doused in, in petrol. My God almighty, what's coming to? And why do you think, well, I mean, antisocial behaviour was always uh, prevalent, but why do you think it's getting worse? these young lads getting money from us well I'd love to know why how do you how do you think they're they're getting uh, they're getting money or why do you think obviously they must be getting money somewhere and they must be off their heads to be doing this to Gardy and fighting and arguing and everything well yeah drink or drugs one or the other you know yeah, I mean, the, the, the weird thing as well is the amount of kids you see going around, and maybe it's the parents' point of them, you see 15-year-olds going around in those Canada Goose jackets. I couldn't afford, I've worked two jobs and I can't afford a Oh Canada, my God, they're so expensive. A Canada no, Goose. Yeah, so I don't know where they're getting the money from. So, well, I don't know. It's beyond me now. And let me ask you the question. Why do you think uh, antisocial behaviour is more prevalent in certain areas? I don't know. It depends where you're living too, though, doesn't it? But this isn't just about the area. This is also about the parents. And this is a question I would like to know is, do you believe that parents should be held accountable and punished even yes, for their be. children's yes, behaviour? Be. Yes, and also, should be. there be a curfew for teens? Yeah, because you see, the, the, the majority of them, uh, they're underage. And you see, they can't, they can't do much to them. You see, it's the underage people that are... Um, are getting they're getting away with it. should name and shame them so they should and that's what should be done with them and they should be put put into prison. Okay, here, here here here's the here's the problem here's the problem and we saw this during the Anacredial case. You can't name and shame uh, minors. That is the problem. As much as we love to be able to name these little shites, yep. uh, you cannot. You're you're held in contempt of court if you name and shame these people. Uh, so if we were to go on and say, for instance, uh, Johnny Johnny O'Brien from Ballymun, that 16-year-old little scumbag, and that's just a name I've plucked out of the house, 16-year-old scumbag Johnny O'Brien from Ballymun um, is a little tow rag and he's ruining the area. Yeah. We would be in huge trouble over that. So that's that's the problem, Sandra, is that uh, that's gone against us. Let me go to Vanessa. How are you, Vanessa? Hello, how are you? 
I'm frustrated like most people are because I'm sick of every day of the week stories on antisocial behaviour. Um, kids as young as 12, 13 years of age. And let me say, that young fellow who was stabbed last night in the Keys, he was 13. Yeah. He was 13, like seriously, that's a child. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What do you want to say about it, Vanessa? Um, when you ask there why are um, certain areas worse than others, yeah. and part of it is due to access to services. Because I remember, I'm from Clondalk and I remember growing up and everything closed at six o'clock. Anything inexpensive closed at six o'clock. In order to join a football or rugby club, it was about 30, 40 quid a week. And my mum couldn't afford it. She was a one parent family. Now, a big part of what helped me and what saved me was the community sector. And a lot of those community sectors in the last 10, 15 years have been absolutely gutted. They're gutted of services. Now, not, that's not to say there's still, there's not still services there, but where they were able to take about 50, 60 kids, now they're only able to take 20. But is it fair to blame a lack of services? I mean, is that, yeah, what I'm is trying to... Is that a bit of a cop-out? Yeah. Are you more... Well, here, no, here's are you, a question are you, are, for you. Well, hang on, Vanessa, just so I get you straight. Are you pretty much saying, and it's a, an argument I've heard before, that there's nothing for them to do and that's why they're turning... Uh, I'm saying that's one reason, oh. but there's many, many reasons, and parent parent uh, is one. And I I think there's already legislation in place to say that um, if your child is under age, up until from ten to seventeen, you are liable for a fine. But the problem is when they go to issue these fines, parents can't afford them, so it's not actually being enacted. No, of course. I think they should be enacted. But the whole thing about and I'm sorry to bring it back to this, but it's an argument that I've, I've heard all the time about, you know, things in different areas and that there's not a lot of to do. You put these things into areas. There was a there was a playground only a month ago that was burned to the ground. I can't remember what part of Dublin it was in. Um, and it was burned to, to the ground by teenagers from that area because you can't give, you know, the old expression, this is why people can't have nice things. And, you know, putting a youth club in, for argument's sake, in Ballymun, is not gonna is not gonna get rid of the problem of uh, youth antisocial behaviour. But it's not just yeah. But it's not again. It's not just one issue. And I, and I think trying to find a one size fits all excuse for why people act the way they do is brushing over many other aspects of people's lives and you know how they how they act. Um, I'm just saying access to services. One of the reasons why you don't see people in the likes of BlackRock and D4 not going out and picking up a rock and hitting a car is because they're in rugby clubs, expensive ones. They're in um, football clubs that the parents can actually afford. Uh, I mean, no, I'm no, just no, saying I it's I'm, one thing. I'm it's sorry, one Vanessa. Thing. No, I don't buy that because I grew up I grew up in one of those areas, okay, um, where we, we, you know, it was a normal Dublin uh, working class area. I never never ever got in trouble with the law um we made our own we like we kept ourselves busy and we, we played sports on the road or whatever you don't need to be in a, an expensive uh rugby well, rugby school to stay out of trouble yes but here's the issue i again i was from one of those areas so i was sitting around with, with friends of mine everything closed after six o'clock in that area and in the surrounding areas we were sitting around just about six, seven friends sitting around in a field right behind my estate. And the police were called. So we were moved on. And anywhere we went, the police were called and we were moved on. Are you actually suggesting then 
if there is nowhere for young people to go, are you suggesting that they need to be held as prisoners in their homes? Well, I just don't understand. I don't understand why 12 and even younger, 12, 11, 10 year olds are out at nine o'clock at night in their areas. And it's because it has to come down to this, Vanessa. The parents do not give a shit about it. And we're that. also talking about facilities for these kids. Let's face it, these kind of kids who want to go out terrorizing people and causing trouble and just being general little shits, they're not interested in going sitting in community centres no, or, or playing football or anything. They're going to cause trouble wherever they go because it's bred into them from what I believe comes from the parents in most cases. Well, you see, I uh, one of the most stark memories that I've had in the community centre, I was helping organise a drop-in centre. And one night, um, I think it was about five, six o'clock, and two lads were playing pool. And I asked them what they were going to do after school. The 14-year-old turned around to me and said, what's the point? Everyone's already given up on me. And he had committed suicide by the age of 17. And who did he feel had given up on him? The pa- his parents, the system? Everyone. Everyone. It wasn't just the parents. It was the whole community that he felt let, let him down. Um, everyone. And it's sad. It's horrible. And when that you feel that, that hopeless, it actually turns. That is so, so incredibly sad. But, you know, let's get, get back to the general issue of antisocial behaviour. You know, I, I really cannot be okay with basically it being implied that because they've nothing to do, they've, they're going to act out. I mean, I grew up um, for some time in living out in the back of nowhere. Um, and, I mean, I didn't become antisocial. I didn't engage in antisocial behaviour. I was bored. We all get bored as teenagers. It doesn't mean it isn't not an excuse, but it doesn't mean we should use it as an incentive to go and cause trouble and terrorise people. I, uh, no, I don't think it should be used as an incentive. I just think there should be a multi-approach to this. One of the best things, I think, is the um, community forums where the police would actually come out and talk oh. with the community instead of talking at them and saying, this is what we're going Vanessa, to do. Vanessa, these, these, these teenagers do not respect the guards. They don't fear the guards. They don't respect them. Like, but this, that's because there's no relationship built up with them. Because they're, so when, they, when you have aggression mixed with aggression, and a lot of kids see police as aggressor, aggressors, what are you going to do when there's aggression plus aggression? It's only equaling aggression. But I see it be at that stage, at that stage when someone is 13 years of age and they've no respect for law or property or the guards or anything, it's too late. The job is, or the parent's job has already failed. They've failed to bring up the child uh, with respect. And the only way, the only way is, is down after that, as far as I'm concerned, because there's no, there's no bringing them back. And this has to come back to the, and the parents don't give a shit, Vanessa. That's what it is. They let them out on the street from, from, and especially during the summertime, you, you, you often notice during the summertime, what happens in every uh, one of these so-called bad estates during the summertime? The buses get curtailed yeah. because the, yeah, young, the young... Playgrounds are set on fire. Yeah, because yeah. the young fellas are out till 11 o'clock, half 11, and they're throwing rocks at the buses passing by because they think it's deadly and all that. Now, the guards going and sitting down with little Jonner saying, Jonner, stop throwing rocks at the buses, you know, get something good to do with your life. No, it's not going to work. Well, actually, I'll give you a story. I was going into uh, Tesco in Clearwater and Finglas there, <clears throat> coming back from Dublin City a couple of weeks ago, and I had my two-year-old like holding my hand walking into the shop, and there was a group of teens there, and one of them shouts to his mate very loudly now, and my two-year-old doesn't understand this, luckily enough, but he goes, shut the fuck up, I'll fucking rape you. To who? To his yeah. mate. To his mate, yeah. Shouting it around the place. 
Like, you know... And what's horrible is that they think disgusting. that's okay. Yeah. It's disgusting. And what, where did somebody get off thinking using that kind but of language is acceptable? But the, the, issue, the issue that I have is... is that I'm not a parent yet. <laughs> my first son is on the way. Congratulations. But I've helped, I, I have re- helped raise two children with my sister. Um, and again, parent... How you parent your children is a big issue. Of course. And I, I, it, by it, the way, I think it's the biggest. But, I hang think on, it's, but hold on, hold it's on, It's the biggest Jeremy. issue. It's the biggest issue, it is, Vanessa, yeah. because I believe. Chil- but hang on, children are a product of society, and if society isn't intervening at a young age, then when it gets to twelve, thirteen, then yet they think they can use that language. Yet they think they can walk around with uh, a knife and stab people, and it's not going to have any consequences. You know what I mean? It has to be a multi-pronged approach, so not just by the society parents. society more so than the parents? Equally. Because we all have a, a role to play in a young parent's upbringing. No, the job, the job, the job, the job, of, a parent, the job of a parent is to make sure your child is happy, healthy, and, and disciplined, and disciplined. disciplined. And the role of the state is to uh, help raise those children. No, I don't agree. Through, no, no, I disagree. Through things like tough through things like school education, through things like funding projects. We all have a role to play. Young fellas and young girls out there who you could offer them every facility, every opportunity, and they would just not be interested because yeah. all they want to do is cause trouble and wreak havoc on society. Okay, say there for a second, uh, please, Vanessa. You're very good at putting her point across, in fairness to her. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people would disagree with her. I believe, I've always been at the belief, <laughs> the job... Uh, of a parent is to look after their child. Uh, Tusa are yeah. there and they're brilliant and they're there if, you know, there's issues at home, there's yes. issues with, with uh, abuse at home. But first and foremost, it starts first in the, the, and foremost, the family home, yeah. Yeah, for, for the family home and then school. Um, yes. But there's only so much teachers can do as well because, you know, we've heard stories about chairs being thrown at teachers as well by by kids, you know. so yeah. what, what can And actually, if you are somebody who has been subjected to or witnessed any form of antisocial behaviour over the last couple of months or over the last year or two, give us a call because I'd love to know what, what's going on in your area. Yeah, let me go to uh, Jessica. How are you, Jessica? Hello? Jessica? Hiya. Hey, how are things? Hey, Jessica. Now, what do you want to say about this? Oh... It's the parents' fault, through and through, like. Really? Nobody else to blame? No, because obviously, like, especially, like, the, the kids who were doing, like, kicking and stabbing the, the 13-year-old, and like Katie said, it's like clear water. They have to learn this stuff at home. Like, I was a teenager, I didn't go around saying that. Like, I picked up bad language, but I never went around saying that. Well, no, this I- is stuff that's learned at home. I don't believe they're picking everything up at home. But, no, a but, lot of it's in school. A lot, a lot of it's media. on the street. But, but, yeah. so, but certainly the job of a parent, in my opinion, is to bring up uh, a child so that they respect, they, that they respect themselves, they respect others, and they respect other people's property. Mm. And what do, you make yeah, of, what do you make of what Vanessa's saying, that the state has to, you know, has to take some responsibility as well? Well, no, because... Like, you can use the, like the excuse of services and the fact that like the state and all doesn't do anything. Like, what are they meant to do? If your child is a little, if they can't say, well, we can't just snap them out of it. Well, like, well, let, let, let me put that point to Vanessa. Let me put that point. Vanessa, you still there? Yeah. And did you hear what uh, Jessica said there? I did. Um, one of the ways they deal with it is they take the children off the parents. 
or they help with with either after school clubs uh, so the kids are doing their homework to make sure that the kids are doing their homework and actually focusing in school and TUSLA is one of the fantastic uh, groups that we have in this country the problem is one the waiting list is so long so you have um, and we don't have enough counsellors or or people in TUSLA so instead of one to every four or five children we have one to every 35 to 50 children so their time is reduced dramatically the other thing is a lot of parents actually see, unfortunately, see Tusla as the baby nappers. And so they're unlikely to, to reach out at an early age, which I think hopefully that is changing. But to say that the society has no say in how children are raised at all, no, that's no, not no, exactly no. true. No, society should intervene when, when all else fails, when the, when the parents' job has failed. But up until then, I mean, I don't need... I don't need uh, Tusla or the government or to teach any you how to raise your kids. To, to, to get yes. involved with me at the moment because I feel that I'm that I'm doing a good job. Um, however, if in five years' time, uh, I my son Luke he'll be twelve then. If I if I know that he's out now, I can tell you now this will not be happening. And I don't want to be I don't want to sound like one of these uh, parents, but I can tell you now my son will not be throwing rocks at cars or <laughs> buses at twelve years of age, Vanessa. Hopefully not. Hopefully well, no, not. No, no, hopefully not. He won't. I'm telling you now, he won't. Um, I can put my hand on my heart and say that he won't. Why do you say hopefully not? Because you think there's always well, Jeremy, a chance. Don't, don't I don't know. think you're bad, Jeremy. You don't know what you your child know. is up to when they're out of your no. sight. But I'll know where he is. I, at 12 do years, you though? But you don't, you, do, you can't see what but he's do doing you? all the time is the point she's making. And I agree. You, you can say he won't be. And I don't think he will be because I think you will raise him to be a lovely young fella. But I, you don't know. How many parents, how many parents, Jeremy, come out and say, my child wouldn't do that. My child's an angel. My child wouldn't do that. Look. And there they are, out in, out in the street, throwing rocks at buses. Ah, yeah, but most... But the parents aren't there, so they don't see. Yeah, my child mo- wouldn't do that. Yeah, but most of those parents do know. They just turn a blind eye. It's the, the my little angel thing. They know because... But who's to say that you're not the same? Well, my, my child... You know what I mean? My child won't be raised on the streets like a lot of these children are. Uh, I'll be... And I, I am doing my best, myself and my wife are doing our best to raise our mm. children. Um, there are children, and you have to see this, Vanessa. There are children who've just been brought up on the streets. They've and been it's brought. not Tusla's it. job to raise kids I've either. Seen it. It's not their job to raise... As no. Jeremy said, it's no. their job to intervene when the kids aren't being raised properly. But yeah. we do have to look at the parents first because they are the... F- the first port to call for the child. Okay, stay there for a second, please, Vanessa. A lot of you want to get on this. Keep the text coming. 085 825 2626. That's 085 825 2626. If you want to get in on this, here is Jenny. I think some parents need to open their eyes and actually see what their kids are doing. Um, a lot of parents are going around with blinkers on thinking that their kids are the bee's knees and they're not and they're doing shitty things to, to people and it's horrible. Um, now, I don't think it's all the parents' fault if um, the kids are little shits, but definitely open your eyes. I mean, they're not angels. They're not the angels that you think they are. Yeah, that is Thanks, the thing. Thanks, guys. Love the show. That is the thing. Thanks very much for that. Uh, and I may be coming across as self-righteous here, but I'm telling you now, my children will not be behaving in that way. Um, I firmly believe that, that if a child... Is, is out there throwing rocks uh, at cars and buses. I'm just using that as an example of things that teenagers do or, atta- or attacking um, ambulances that go into the area. Uh, I am telling you now, um, that will not be happening in my house because I, and I know what you're saying, Katie, you can't keep track of your kids 24-7, I know that. But these parents, 
And I'm talking about the ones who their their little Johnny is out till eleven o'clock. Living night. off the what, chipper and what do, what do they think he's doing? Yeah. What do they think their kids are doing? They don't give a shit because they have a bit of peace and he's out of the house. They're rare on the streets. That's I'm, incredibly I'm, sad. Like, but I'm really as sad. I said, I'm starting to get annoyed at this. But you do not know. Yes, I believe that you will raise Luke in the best way that you possibly can. But you don't know that he'll be out with his mates in a couple of years and for the laugh decide to peg a few stones at some cars. I'll make, I'll, if you, I have to Jeremy, drive. Jeremy, it's I have so much easier said than done. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, let me go to Angela because you're very angry, Angela. What's wrong? Hi, Jeremy, how are you? How are things? Who's, is, who's annoying you or who's angering you today? I just, like, it's, it's everyone's annoyed. Like, seriously, people need to get a grip on this. First of all, it is nobody else's fault, right? Outside the home, what happens to your child? You cannot blame society for your child being a brazen little shit and going out and smashing windows and terrorising people, elderly people, young people, all of that. That's your fault. And I'm sorry that you had a child at the age of 17, 18. And I'm sorry that for the past 17, 18 years, you've had to bring that child up by yourself. Boo-hoo. You went ahead. You had the child. You sat I, sorry, are you, are you, I don't think that's fair to blame. Are you, trying to, are you trying to claim that children born of young parents are more likely to end up in trouble? Is that what you're getting from this? Oh, I think, like, I'll be very honest. Yes, I do. And I'm not giving out. There are fantastic single parents out there who had kids at a younger age. And there are fantastic parents like that. But there are a lot that aren't. And what happens then is, once again, you hear the whole thing of, oh, do you know my child is my best friend? So when they do something wrong, they sit down and we have a chat about it. No. That, That child has no fear. No fear of yeah. There has to be some. There okay, has well, to be some deterrent. Let, let me go and back to Vanessa. Sorry. Healthy fear. Okay, let me put that to Vanessa. Vanessa, uh, what do you make of what Angela's saying there? I absolutely agree with that because the parent has to be the parent. I, I wouldn't deny that at all. And I, I did say earlier that if your child is seen to have um, caused any damage, you are liable for it under the law. You are liable for it. The problem is they're not being enacted because the fines aren't being enacted because people can't afford them. But I do think that they should be enacted. If your child goes out and causes damage, uh, criminal damage, then yeah, you should be liable for what your child has done. I'm just saying, blaming the parents solely for it is not really going to solve the issue. And it's not really, um, we need a more nuanced conversation yeah, about but, it. It's not the only Yeah, but you heard what Angela said. Well, Angela, they're blaming the parents is wrong, that you can't blame them solely for it. Because I've seen, I've had people, I've had friends. I've had friends go into their houses and they're absolute saints and then the next the next thing they're robbing a bottle of cider yeah. out of guns. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally blaming the parents. I'm totally blaming the parents. You know, because I was brought up with a fantastic mum and dad and with a very extremely healthy fear of my parents, of my neighbours, of my teachers and of the guards. A healthy fear. That if you do something wrong, there are consequences, and that's another thing. Kids aren't getting consequences. Now. Not at all. They aren't. They're not getting them. It's like, oh, okay, now don't go out. You know, you can't do that again. You're in for an hour. No, they're not. Take their iPads off them. Take their phones off them. 
they're grounded. They're not allowed out. And oh. if you're not allowed out, your friends aren't allowed in either. Okay, some people are a bit. Some people are a bit annoyed with your comments saying that it's young parents uh, that are, and I don't believe it's necessarily young parents. I think a lot of the parents. Here's the way I see it. It's quite simple. I think a lot of people. In, not only in Dublin, but in this world, and I want you to both hear me out for a second. Yeah. A lot of people have different moral compasses mm-hmm. to the rest yeah. of us, you know, and they don't see, you know, you often see when absolute toe rag scumbags end up getting killed in gangland warfare or whatever, yeah? yeah? You see the people on social media, yeah. they were somebody's child. He was, a, I knew that fella, he grew up on my road. He wouldn't harm a fly. And the fella had like 60 armed convictions against him. You know what I mean? So different people have a different moral compass. And or some don't have any moral Some compass. don't have any moral compass. And, you know, there are... Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy, my, my thing and as I did say, there are plenty of young parents out there. But it's kids raising kids. That's a, that is a problem. I mean, Kira, stay there for a second, please, Angela. Kira says, uh, raise your kids properly yourself and stop getting uh, Tusla to do it for you. Uh, if you can't do that, don't have kids. No, but I think that's what it comes back to. It's the moral compass. And believe it or not, you might find this hard to believe, but there would be parents that if you went to them and said, by the way, your son was out on the bridge mm-hmm. last night and he was throwing rocks down at the, the bus going by. Ah, that's just what the kids do. Ah, should, that's all they do. There are people that... I know, they'll defend them no matter they'll what. They'll defend them yes. no matter what. And they My s- little Johnny wouldn't do that. And they see that as normal behaviour. Why? Because it's because normal to them. It's normal yes. to them. And that's monkey see, monkey do. Monkey see, you, monkey. You, you learn what you see. Yep. Let me go to Sharon. How are you, Sharon? Stay there for a second, please, Angela. Sharon, how are you? Hi. Uh, how are things? Hi, how are you? Grand. Well, what do you want to say about this? I know I have two kids, and uh, I remember when they were little, a primary school teacher said to me when they were going into secondary school, just keep an eye on who they're hanging around with, who their company is, you know, meet their friends, parents, and you'll, you'll know, like, if they're decent people. And my eldest, she always was in trouble. She was always mitching off school. She was, uh, she was a brat. And um, I, I seen who she was hanging around with. So it, it was a challenge to kind of bring her, when she kind of settled down when she was 18. But then the younger girl, Jesus, she's going to UCD, please God, next year. She's going to be a teacher. Excellent. She hung around with lo- lovely kids. You know what I mean? It, it, it does. You know, if, you're, if your kids are out so dark, they shouldn't be if they're on yeah. a certain age. They should be in. Because mm. that's, that's when mischief starts. Now, I've just, we've just gotten a text there from a listener named Gavin, right? And I would love to know if anybody agrees with this. He says, if there is no father in the scene or in the family, they will run amok. Every kid needs a father with a firm oh, hand. Oh, God. He's insinuating that, that the dads would help keep the control together, I think. Well, let me put that to Angela first. Angela, is that complete bullshit? This, the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Yeah. Because there are plenty of single mothers out there and single fathers who are doing fabulous jobs raising their kids. And I have to give it to them, right? But I, before I had kids, you know, I never would have realised. But any parent who is parenting on their own... Don't know how they do it. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't... Well, it what is if, the what hardest about, What about kids who are in abusive uh, families? Yeah. And an inter- that, that, that's, yeah. Mother and father kill one another. That's going to be a learned behaviour as well. So that's, that's kind of a bullshit conversation your mom just said. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that blaming the blaming the father. I mean, how? how but I remember seeing a report years ago saying something percent of families who don't have fathers on the scene more likely to end up in jail or something like that. You know, one of these bullshit. I know there reports. have been reports of that on whether or not you know uh, delinquency is more commonplace in one parent in one parent, one parent families. In one that's parent what it is. Families. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. There's plenty of people that that have grown up in one parent families who've ended up okay. Having said that, you know, having a father and a mother there to help discipline a child is better than just having one. Um, sorry, Sharon, go on. What were you saying there? Um, no, that was just. <coughs> I'm sorry, that was just my point. Like, because my eldest kid, she was, as I said, she was, she was bold. <laughs> and did you but, uh, did you do looking back on it? Did you do everything you you feel you could have done to to keep her? Oh uh, my god, I'd be uh, like, I'd make sure she, in the summertime she had to be in by ten o'clock, and in the winter she was in when it got dark, and there would be murder. But I know the kids she was hanging around with were up in fields, drinking and smoking and doing whatever. But she rebelled. But I fought it, obviously. And um, she's she settled down now. She's, she's, she's a good girl. But, you know, it, it, it really, who they hang around with has a major influence. Yeah. I mean, that's, on, on. that's my, as a father of three, uh, my biggest fear. Uh, and I mean, the, the people, my son's hanging around with her just as classmates in school. They go over on cinema dates and stuff like that. But one of my biggest fears is who get getting in with yeah. the wrong crowd. Isn't that what it is? That's and um, you know that's any anybody with younger kids, who, my friends who they've chatting and they could say, "Oh, what's the advice for when they're teenagers?" I'd pass on that advice. Just keep an eye on who they're hanging around with. Meet their parents. Meet their family. Invite the kids over. You'll know. Yeah. Some you know so, I mean? some kids as well are more easily led, aren't they? The, than others. My eldest was. Yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> She was just really, really easy going. Yeah. But, I, 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 and I'm not patting myself on the back here, but I, I grew up in an area where there was a lot of scumbags as well who were out robbing cars and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I always seemed to have this this thing that I knew who the bad people were to stay away from. I remember you were told growing up, oh, he's a, he's a bad one. He is. Stay away from him. Um, yeah, it's a hard thing to do when you're a teenager, though. You know, that, like, that takes a lot of strength and courage to stay away from people like that, I think. Because I got mixed up with wrong people as well. So when, and, you know, you're kind of ostracised then if you if you kind of stay away from them. You're... So when you hear when you hear uh, people saying, "Oh, it's completely down to the parents and the way they raise them," you did all you could, but your 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 daughter was still a bit of a wild thing. Just, it was just it was just who she was. It was just her personality, and you know we we I, we killed one another when she was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I, there was no way she was going to be out at night time and to be to be murdered. But like I, I put my foot down. No way. <laughs> I just knew. I just knew. So yeah, it is. It is down to who the, who the parents and who the parents let them hang around with. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Sharon. If you want to get in on this, oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six oh eight five eight two five twenty six twenty six. Let me go to William. How are you, William? How are you doing, Grand? What do you want to say on this? I just think the cops and that need to do something about this, that when kids are 12 years of age to do something wrong, they don't get in trouble. Yep. They need to start changing the law that when kids are caught with knives and that, that they get put away and the parents get done for it too. There's another terrifying thing, isn't it? Knowing the amount of teenagers that are that are uh, walking around with blades on them in, in their pocket, it really is scary, isn't it? it, it sure, they don't care because they know they're not going to get in trouble for it. They know they can get caught 10 times and all they get is a slap on their wrist. And that's what it is, isn't it? They, they, they've no fear. They've no, and, you know, the guards come along then and the guards get heavy-handed with them and all of a sudden there's a photograph up on Facebook and the, the guards... And then the guards get in Yeah, the guards... Oh, you, you beat up the little 16-year-old. He was an angel. He was doing nothing on that road. He was minding his own business, even though he had a bloody blade in his pocket or something like that. 
Um, yeah. The guards can't win either, sure they can't. What was that? The guards can't win. I mean, here's the technique. No, no. Do no, you agree with this message? Can't. Most bad behaviour from teenagers comes from blind parenthood. In other words, parents just turning the other eye or just letting the kids be raised on the street. Parents don't care. That's what it is about. Like, as I said, I'm from the country here. And if any child around my area done something like that, everybody in the area would disown them. Really? That's the, that's the way they look at it? That, you know, like up there, it doesn't seem to, they don't seem to care. It's, the parents don't care. The people around them don't care. Ah, it's not just a Dublin thing, though. I mean, there's antisocial behaviour in every part of Ireland. Dublin is particularly bad, though. Because yeah, it has really. the biggest population. You look at Limerick. And so, that guard, the guard, the guard that was doused in petrol, that was Sligo, wasn't it? Navin, wasn't it? Was or not Sligo? I thought well, maybe it was Sligo. Um, but uh, there's no antisocial behaviour from teenagers in your area, no? Uh, not really, no. You might have a couple of small little things, like, but no, nothing, nothing you like see, the that. problem is nothing people like... are afraid to report these animals as well because they're afraid Sorry, of... that was Cavan, by the way, where that happened. With the, with the horrible But story. I think... It, uh, Good bit about that is around the small area, if you have five kids that's out causing trouble, everybody knows who they are because it's, it's a small area. Up in Dublin, the area is that big. Mm. People can pinpoint what kids it actually is. And that's what it is. It's because the area is, is bigger. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. So the, And they're all going around wearing hats and all. So can you do your scumbag townie accent again there, please? How's it going there? Oh, you didn't do anything. So you're saying there's no antisocial behaviour in your area at all with teenagers? No, no, not no. really. I'd be in a small town in County Mead here. There's probably 5,000 people or 10,000 people in the town here. And no, there's mm. really no trouble. You might have a little bit, nothing like, you might have kids going around messing and that, but there's no trouble like, so it's Dublin parents aren't raising their children as well as me, parents. That's that's what it is. Thanks very much for that. Let me go to, uh, we'll just take a couple more calls on this. If you want to get in on it, 085-825-2626. It's the Opinions Matter podcast with Jeremy and Katie. Like we've all been seeing antisocial behaviour at some point, but people seem so afraid to talk about it. To talk Whenever about we what? do topics about antisocial behaviour, it's like people are afraid to... Well, nobody's afraid. We've had loads of people talking about it. No, I know, but you know, like what's going, what's going on in their area, like with gangs. You, you never get people. Whenever we do topics, especially one that would focus on a particular area, like do you remember there was a lot of trouble in Balbriggan a while ago? Yeah, yeah. And we did it back when we were on ninety eight, and it was very hard at the time to get because people are afraid to come forward and speak up because they're afraid then they'll be they'll be targeted then. By, yeah, by that's the not a good sign. That's no, not a good when sign. You're, when you're afraid to come out and say anything, then yes. Yeah, when you're afraid to speak out about a 16-year-old in your area, then you know uh, there's, a, there's a problem in your area. Let me go to uh, Kieran. Hey, Kieran. Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, I think you're being a tiny bit naive, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, go you on. Why? Yeah, go on. Be- because you think about it, right? Well, sometimes children can do is they could be raised so good and raised so perfectly and they just see what all of their mates are doing and then they probably feel lonely or left out and then they end up rebelling or rebelling against you. So you never know what's going to happen. You know? Ah, you have a fair idea. I can, and I could, when I was in school, even when I was younger in school, I was able, I was able to pinpoint the people who I knew we're going to uh, we're going to end up in trouble. You could always tell the troublemakers. Uh, you, you never know. I mean, children can change just like that. I mean, shopping change. You don't know. I mean, they're not one hundred percent developed yet. They're not one hundred percent developed until you're twenty five. But children can rebel. It is a possibility. Are you not even open minded to that prospect? Are you not aware of that? Yes, I'm obviously aware of it, but I also know that 
there's always telltale signs there. And when I did the story I was telling a couple of weeks ago here on this very show, Kieran, where I was talking about the little 12 year old standing outside my coffee shop, smoking a joint and telling the security guard to fuck off. And actually, what he said was, and I said it at the time, and pardon me for this expression if you're, but his exact words to the security guard were, Kieran, you listen to me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Fuck off, you packy bastard, is what he said to the security guard. Now, that security guard, I don't even know if he probably wasn't from Pakistan, but that little 12-year-old squaring oh up to God. him with, with, a joint, with a joint in his hand, thinking he was the hard man. I would go mental if I thought either of my kids were using language like that. Yeah. Even not to someone, even just about someone. Yeah. That's disgusting. I know, I know. So what, on, Jeremy, and what on. I'm telling you, Kieran, is that's my son in five so years. On, just, I am telling you now. Because I can't believe this. So paint the scene. Touch so you're coming no. out of your touch wood, uh, no. coffee shop. Well, there's it? no touch wood. It won't be bloody happening. Sorry, go on, Kieran. Sorry, go paint on. the scene. You're coming out of a coffee shop. No, I was sitting in a coffee right. shop. And outside the coffee shop, a group of teens regularly, regularly hang out. And uh, I was there with my wife and we were having a coffee. And I noticed a bit of a standoff. Now, okay. We, we were just about to finish yeah. our coffee. And it was these group teenagers who were trying to get into the shopping centre and the security guard wasn't letting them in because oh they're troublemakers. God. And one of them just couldn't have been older than 12 years of age. Little hard man, you know. Oh my God. Smoking a, smoking a joint. Um, so we walked outside just because we were leaving and saw the, the commotion going on and your man, little 12-year-old squares up to him, you know, putting the chest up, little hard man. Uh, book off, you panky bastard. To, like, to a security guard. Uh, your Where man, does a child your even call, learn language like that, yeah, a 12-year-old? You, your man called the guards, oh and God. they obviously scarpered like little rats, like they do. And I said to him afterwards, I said, how did That's you... so upsetting. How could you just stand there and, and let that happen? I said, why didn't you even video it on your phone? Um, and he says, we can't, we're not allowed. Because if he did that... But where does a 12-year-old learn that kind of racism? I don't know. It's from the parents. Kieran, Kieran where did they learn it? It could have been the parents. It could have been a mate. It could have been either way. He was probably trying to show off to his little mates there and that, you know. So you never know. It's the nature versus nurture environment argument again. I mean, but okay. I'm well. shocked by that. A 12-year-old would say ah, that. So I wouldn't and this shocked. happened in Dublin. This happened in Dublin. Not far from where I live. Um, so near your home. Yeah. That is, so around the corner from where you live, this was going on. That's disgusting. Yeah. Thanks for your call, Kieran, sir. It's very noisy. I want to go, because this is a very interesting call. I want to go to Stephen. How are you, Stephen? How are you? Yeah, all right. Good. Now, what do you want to say about this? You had a, a bit of a checkered pass. Is that right? All right, yeah. Well, we were all still on sort of speed, but I remember one day we were down at the, myself and a few young lads, we were down at the main road, and we thought it nothing better to do with them throwing stones. So, hang can you just, you just, your line is very bad there, Stephen, if you can just stop moving the phone around there, if possible. Are you there now? Yeah, in here, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, go ahead now. What do you want to say? Yeah, well, it it is basically is down to the parents. As I said, we were kids and uh, we were throwing stones at the cars one day passing. Car stopped, I got caught, brought up to the door and uh, my mother said, didn't say, well, my Stephen wouldn't do that. The man, she said, basically, he wouldn't knock at the door and say you done it unless you done it. And I got severely walloped for that. And let's go back a bit. What made you? Th- what age were you when you start throwing stones at, at, at cars? Uh, I was only about six or seven. Six or seven? Oh my yeah. god! But like that, we thought we were. Oh like, my god! But like that, as I said, here I only done it once. Once is, enough, once is enough. And in fairness to this guy, he's been honest with no, us. At least you know? you're, no, yeah. at least you're admitting it. Um, 
So yeah. was, was there an older group with you that that that? No, we were all around the one age, and I like that. I lived down the country, like I lived in a different area at the time. Yeah. Well. And I like that. Instead, we were kind of got the old board throwing them in the field, so we decided to turn and throw them at the road. No. As I said, I got severely punished, but it is, it's down to the parents. If someone knocks at your door and says, your children are after you, well, don't just automatically assume they wouldn't. As I said to someone there the other day, just because they're your children doesn't mean they can't lie. Okay, well, let's talk, we'll talk about in a second what happened, the, the aftermath of that. But at seven years of age, because you were the exact same age as my son is now, did you know that that was the wrong thing to do? At the time, probably in one sense, yes. In the other sense, just being mischief. Not realising how dangerous it not actually like, is. Yeah, not realising actually how dangerous it would I have mean, been. I mean, can you imagine a child, a baby in like the back imagine, seat of a car? Say, yeah, imagine you're in with your newborn. Yeah, how old's your baby? Two months old. Imagine you're someone... sitting in town in traffic and some little shit throws a stone in your window and the glass smashes in all over uh, Freya. Oh, that's it. Game over. Yeah. Like, she'd be destroyed. Yeah. It doesn't bear thinking about. So what happened anyway, Stephen? The the, the motors pulled in, uh, brought you brought you home, or went to the door, and what happened? Brought me to the mother. The mother brought me in, and as I said on the messages, wooden spoons do hurt. Now you I say got, you say the I got killed, absolutely walloped around. And that was the last time you did it. That was the last time I picked up a stone. As Robert says on Facebook, so he did that, got a slap from his mother and didn't do it again. Sounds like that slap worked a treat. A lot of people here today seem to believe that the fact that it's now against the law to hit your kids actually has made a difference in terms of um, the of respect and, and, and discipline and the respect that they have nowadays. They seem to... Am I wrong in thinking that some people would still like to see it legal to slap children? Now, I'm I've sure some, some parents still do. I wouldn't. If... No, personally, I would never I would never smack my kids ever, no, even if it was Now, legal, when you say but... you got a beating, was it because it was you were only seven, did you get a tough beating? So slapping on the back of the legs. Yeah. Now you also you also said that it is down to the parents. How can you say that as someone who was throwing rocks at a car? Um, that wasn't your mother and father's fault, was it? No, 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 no. But it was no, it wasn't their fault. But down to the fact of if I had been led away with it, if that person when the person knocked at the door, if my mother turned around and said, "Oh no, my Stephen wouldn't do that." But that's giving me to go ahead to do it again, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many parents that would, if you knocked at the door, they'd tell you to, to, to piss off or whatever. Um, oh, no, my mother wouldn't. I remember another time uh, I was actually grounded and there was a tree after being caught for Halloween and the guards were brought in and they knocked at the door and the mother said, well, I wasn't here. She said, but the baby said, I was, come back to me in a half an hour. And my mother went to see, was I had her been out when she wasn't there? She wouldn't just take my word for it like. And had you cut down the tree? Oh, no, I hadn't been. I wasn't out. No, no, I had been actually grounded. But it was a memory tree someone had cut down for a Halloween bonfire or something. Jesus. So it's, just, it's just the fact that my name so happened to be because the young lads that cut it, normally I probably would have been on with him or whatever. But you weren't with him. Elimination type of thing. But my mother had said, well, she said, he's quite hot, capable of doing something now like that. She said, come back to me. No, one... did come back in about a half an hour, and uh, my mother said no, he wasn't. They said, yeah, we know that. We come down to uh, just to verify that he wasn't, hadn't been there. Now, one final question for you, Stephen, and it's fascinating talking to you. It's fascinating talking to somebody who's so yeah. honest about um, about what they did when they were a kid. Are you a parent now yourself? I'm a parent myself. Yeah. And now, what what do you do to prevent that happening? That your child will not go out and throw rocks at, at cars. Sorry. 
how are you going to make sure that your children don't do what you did? Oh, God, very flat. Uh, let them know type of thing, who's the parent here and who's the child. So disip- discipline. Discipline, yeah. Like one of my daughters came home there a few years ago when they brought this law in and said, our teacher said, if we just slap you, we have to you slap us. We're allowed to report. I said, you tell your teacher the rules of this house is we're the parents, you're the child. Fair play to you, Stephen, and thanks very much for talking to us. And that's such an honest man to yeah. be able to. And I mean, yeah, you know, it's hard to be, it's hard to be. You can't be angry with him. He was seven year old at the time, but it's mm. the one thing, as you said, it's so dangerous. Driving yesterday with my daughter asleep, with two daughters in the back of the car, yeah. both asleep, and when you think how easily you could, or even if you swerved to dodge a rock coming at your car, yeah, yeah, and like. At seven years of age, I know if I go home and say to my son now, and by the way, I'm not saying I'm the best parent ever, no more than you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying my son's a little angel or anything like that. He has his moments. But I I know that if I went home and said to him, do you know, do you think it's right or wrong to throw a stone at a car? He'd be able to tell you. He'd be able to tell you, yeah. Or my two-year-old would know. Yeah, do you know what's right or wrong to steal pick and mix sweets from the cinema? Although I didn't Mm. I still do that, in fairness. My two-year-old... That's, that's the worst crime I've ever committed, by the way. My son would be the worst uh, criminal ever, or because he tells me everything. Like, if, yeah. if he pushes his sister, he'll come in to me and be like, Mammy, I pushed Claude. I'm like, well, why did you do that? So, I don't know. He's not going to be able to get away with much, but I do think it's about, you know, watching your kids, knowing where they are as much as you can and what they're doing, and teaching them to be respectful. Yeah, it's, mor- it's that thing again. The moral compass. The moral compass. And they and learn from what they see. Yeah, children learn... Um, there, and having said that as well, there's many children uh, of of scumbag parents and of criminal parents that ended up okay as well. So that, that doesn't always yeah. happen. But it is a case of monkey see, monkey do. Here is a WhatsApp voice note. How are you, Jeremy? Uh, John here. Can I just say that um, like I grew up in Darndale years ago and um, in a highly, highly abusive um, house uh, with parents and stuff. Um, with the took into care and all that crack. Um, the guy wasn't a perfect teenager either growing up, you know. And um, I got out, I got lippy with a guard and whatnot, and I broke the window, and I broke the window screen of the squad car, and I uh, stuck into the station, and I got a beating off the copper. And I tell you one thing, I never done it again, you know. And I was, as I said, like I was in a highly abusive um situation with my parents and stuff with. They were mad on drink and stuff like that and um, like you didn't see me getting into trouble like that and uh, there was a cousin of mine grew up in family home perfect family home he couldn't ask for a nicer perfect home and uh, he turned out to be a fucking scumbag do you know what I mean but it's down to bad parenting in the end of the day and um simple as that like you know there's, there's the parents ain't getting punished now and what's happening is now the parents ain't getting punished and they're not punishing their children, you know, and the guards ain't stepping in. There's no way I suppose there's only so much they can do. But at the end of the day, it's the law. You know, that's where the problem is. You see people nowadays, adults, they've hundreds of convictions. Where does it start? It starts at the very beginning of their life. You know, 13 years of age, being stabbed. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, yeah. this is where it starts. I know, and that's a very good message. Thanks very much. And I'm sorry to hear about so, the, um, yeah, that's uh, my the opinion. very uh, difficult upbringing mm. you had. But again, you heard it from them there. Parents are to blame. You, you have one job as... Uh, and by the way, 
being a parent is the most important job in the world. It's also the hardest job in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's so um, hard. It's so... And everything you do... And this is their... Is both, this? both their kids are like... They're still shit in yellow. You know what I mean? They're not even yeah. teenagers yet. No. Um... I'm a long way off. You're not, you're getting there. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> getting there. You're approaching the stage. And, you know, you do make mistakes. We all make mistakes. None of us are the, are the perfect parent. You do the best you can. But some parents, I'm sorry to say, they just fail at the first hurdle. They yeah. weren't made to be parents. They're just bad. They just don't give a shit. They like. just don't give a shit. Yeah. They throw their, their kids out on the out on the, the road. And there you go. You're being, yeah. ra- you've been raised on raised the streets. To, yeah, raised by the streets. Raised yeah. by the streets. And, uh, I don't care what time you come home. You come home whatever time you have. You're smoking cannabis. Ah, so what? Turn a blind eye. Yeah, you're ter- I don't see you're, it. I don't, you're, you're, don't you're, know about you're, it. You're calling the security guard around at the shopping centre and F and Packy as the did. Yeah. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app.